It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, the All Black Seven should be in Spain right now preparing for this weekend's World Series event in Malaga. But instead, apparently they're driving from Tauranga to Wellington this morning to play a community sevens tournament. And joining us now is their head coach, uh, Clark Laidlaw. Uh, Clark, thank you very much uh, for your time this morning. Bit different to being in Spain, mate, driving to Wellington. <laughs> yeah, it's a similar, it seems like a similar travel day. Um, you fly to, to Spain or drive to Wellington, so it's... Um yeah, it's a little bit different, but I guess it is what it is. So we're pretty excited around getting on the road this morning. Must be a hell of a frustrating, mate. You see this uh, com- these competitions you should be at um, around the world beaming in. You see uh, your opposition teams getting serious uh, competition and match practice, and uh, you can't be there. Yeah, I think you you know we all go through that range of emotion, don't you? Disappointment and uh, frustration, probably a little bit of anger. Um, but ultimately, there's not much we can do around that. So you're right. It's um, you know we'd love to be there. Um, you know a lot of these teams are now going to have played six tournaments when we've been sitting here sort of stuck since the Olympics. But I guess it just sharpens our attention um, to the way we train and prepare. Um, going down to Wellington is a good example where we just need to find a way, I guess, you know, to to keep the men engaged. Sport is our religion, and, well, and here is playing as well as they can. I can, I can only imagine your frustration. Um, is there any prospect at all you can get onto this World Series circuit at some point? Yeah, we're hopeful um, for for the tournaments coming up. You know, I think you know we have looked at options of going away and staying away, um, potentially some holding camps in different parts of the world that would allow us to to be involved. So I think once they get through these these Spanish tournaments, you know, I think um, you know the plan for us will be to try and get to whenever the next tournaments are. If that then requires you know a longer period away and then maybe some MIQ later in the year. Initially, we did have MIQ post Hong Kong, Singapore as our initial planning. Mm. So hopefully, as I say, we can get to maybe the next two or four tournaments, and then by Toulouse and London later in the year, you know you could you could end up seeing that being another spell away potentially where you have got Com Games and World Cup to to come on the back of that. So there's definitely a few you know balls in the air, um, you know as we've become accustomed to over the last couple of years, but. We're optimistic, you know, we're, we're, we're training well, we're preparing well, so I guess that's what we need to do, is just stay, stay as ready as we can and, and get back in that contest when we can. Been a lot of talk about uh, the dreaded MIQ system, Clark. A lot of uh, people have been affected with it. We only just have to look at uh, earlier this week with uh, the cricket side not being able to go to Australia. There's all sorts of talk about uh, teams coming in this direction because the borders are tight again. Uh, And there's also been talk about a purpose-built facility for sports teams and athletes. And uh, a lot of people that uh, would agree that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, What would be your view on that? Yeah, well, I think it would make sense. We had facilities you could bring sports teams into. You know, we're um, 
with professional athletes and sports people uh, to their jobs, um, having the ability to go and do your job would be, you know, would be a step forward. Um, I guess it's a complicated scenario, as, as we all know, through, through governments and, and borders and so on. So I am hopeful, as I say, we, you know, we've been in MIQ, I've done it a couple of times. Um, you know, it's, it's not ideal, but hopefully as, as the borders do, you know, do change a little bit or the, the one week self-isolation that, you know, was looking likely a little bit earlier in the year. If we can get those, you know, those options, you know, I think all sports people would, would stick to what they needed to. Um, we would be desperate to, to be able to go and, and play. So whatever restrictions or protocols were in place, I'm pretty sure you can get good adherence from, from people travelling. Well, Clark, it is what it is at the moment, and it is what it is in Wellington for you this week, since weekend. So uh, tell us about the, the tournament and, and what you hope to get out of it. Well, there's uh, seven games. So it's a big day. But we're first on against Wanganui Fijian. So it's a it's a Bula Fijian sevens tournament. It's um, eighteen Fijian teams from all around the country, <laughs> plus us and another select side. So I can imagine <laughs> the the teams are going to come up against are going to be reasonably motivated and excited to get a crack at uh, some of our players. So so yeah, we we just want some genuine game time. We've got we've got a middle tier of players that haven't played a lot of rugby over the last couple of years that have been sitting here, you know, ready to go. We've got five new players in the squad this year that, again, you know, playing sevens is really important to their development, looking ahead towards come games and World Cup. So, so that's the reason going, and as well as getting into the community. You know, the, the men are actually really excited around, you know, playing in a cup tournament, giving back. Uh, we're going to back that up with playing here next week against another select side next Thursday, Friday. So, yeah, as you say, it's not Malaga and Seville, but it's, uh, it's Wellington and uh, Mount Monganini. So, so, yeah, we're excited. You know, it's... it's um, Seven games against Fijian opposition. Um, I think we all know if we're going to win big tournaments, we need to be really well against that style. So that'll give some of our younger younger men uh, an opportunity to play against them. Clark, that sounds. Uh, I hear the word Fiji and, and rugby. You put them together, uh, you, you almost put physicality there. So I, I would imagine you got, might have some relatively sore bodies at the end of this. Yeah, well, seven games. I say, uh, I said to the man, you need to be careful what you wish for. They won't want to play rugby, so I've given them seven games and now they're a little bit hesitant. So, um, the Thama described it quite nicely that they need to remember and pass and sidestep over the weekend, so just keep themselves safe after they move that ball in. So, so yeah, it should be fun. Okay, Clark, let's, uh, you talked about the five new guys that uh, you've got uh, in the squad this time around. So Leroy Carter, Shay Clark, Rhodes Featherston, Roderick Solo and Caleb uh, Tangito. Uh, tell us about these guys. Yeah, well, they're all, they're all slightly different. We've got, um, you know, Rhodes and Leroy are slightly more mature, have both played, um, you know, in NPC. Rhodes a little bit less than, than Leroy, but they're both uh, a lot of sevens experience, those two boys, and as I say, a little bit more mature. They're, they're good professionals already. Um, they're both really tough players, really good defensively, good over the ball, and a real point of difference there. And the three other guys are all a little bit younger. Um, Roderick, um, you know, he's a schoolboy. School he was like night MVP a couple of years ago, got a really bad ACL injury. Um, and he's just made his way back from that. So he's somebody that's played a bit of sevens and we've had him here when he was 17. So we're really excited around him. He's come back from that injury, you know, really strongly. He's, he's got a beautiful skill set and, and really quick. And Caleb and Shea are, are a relationship with Blues in Auckland that we're really working hard to, to work together with those you know, with Super Rugby, but certainly the Blues in Auckland have been really keen. So Shea's a loose forward from Kings. Uh, he's gonna, he's actually going to go up and play in the World Schools this weekend because he's just finished school. So he's, he's a big six eight, uh, very dynamic athlete. 
and Caleb and I went out winger. He's um, he's 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 big, powerful, and quick. He's he's got and again he's really skillful. He's he's a really tender head in training. He came in last year as a 17 year old and, and trained with us and had his 18th birthday here. So he's he's going really well, Caleb. He's, he's slightly ahead of the other boys because he's in here last year. So we're excited to see him play this weekend. Well, you're going to have to, uh, some decisions to make uh, later in the year, closer to the Commonwealth Games, of course, uh, because the nucleus of, of the squad that won it back uh, in the Gold Coast in 2018, uh, many of those guys still around. Curry, Mickelson, Baker, Dixon, Newstub, uh, Regan Weir, Molia, Collier. I mean, uh, a lot of experience uh, for you to draw on them, but then you've got to, I, I guess you've got to blend that in with the group that you've just mentioned. So uh, interesting times for yourself uh, as a selector as well. Yeah, it's, it's a good mix, isn't it? You know, and that's, I said to somebody last week, I was quite excited around the group because of that mix. Um, I think if we look ahead to Paris in, in 24, the transition between now and then is really important. You know, we're losing a year of, of the transition or the, you know, the cycle with the Olympics being a year later probably shaped what we've done this year around, you know, some of these boys, the senior players stayed on for another year. If it had been two years to our pinnacle event, you know, it might have been slightly different around what that looked like. But, yeah, you're right. It's, um, it's a good little challenge for us. How do we get, I guess, some of the younger talent and middle-tier talent, you know, even guys like Moses Leo, Kitty Onavai, uh, Brady Rush, they've been here for a year. These boys are ready to go, and I think people, once they get to see them play, will I'll be quite excited around those those types of players. Um, so getting them to these pinnacle events and giving them an opportunity before Paris, it's certainly something um, after the last cycle is really important, having players go to an Olympics with either a Com Games or World Cup experience behind them. So I think that'll shake our heads a little bit when we get to, to that point in the end. But, you know, guys like Regan and Joe Weber and these guys, they're only 27 years old. You know, people feel, <laughs> I think they think they're 35. These mm. boys have got the best rugby ahead of them. So... But it is, it's an exciting mix. It's, um, it's a good challenge. Um, hopefully we get genuine live competition, you know, games so so the man can put their hand up for selection later in the year. Clark, you can't be at the World Series uh, at this stage, but uh, I, I, manage, uh, I imagine you're still monitoring uh, as much as you can of it. What have you noticed about the, the teams so far? Are they basing themselves around experience? Do you see any uh, new talent, any dangers uh, in terms of uh, the competing countries that are, that are able to be there? Yeah, there's heaps of new talent. Um, Africa, I've sort of changed the profile of the team a little bit. They're a little bit smaller, but genuinely quick. Yeah, they're outstanding defensively, very well organised, as they always are. Um, so they're, they've obviously been the standout team, but I've really enjoyed watching teams like Argentina and France. Um, I think France are probably looking ahead towards you know Paris. They're going to have a World Cup in 23 and, a, and an Olympics. Both the male and female rugby teams are, are obviously going well. They, they for the first time, had two or three of the top under-20 players in their team in Dubai. So it felt like there was a little bit of a shift around um, what type of player they were putting in their sevens. So, you know, they were probably the three teams I thought played really well. And, you know, you've got the usual suspects. Fiji will be, will be back to their best at some point. They have lost, you know, they've lost some genuine world-class sevens players to the Drua. And obviously their European players went back uh, to Mumba and Randra and these boys. So... You know, when I look at that Olympic team and, and start reflecting on the quality they had there, it was it was a, it was a hell of a rugby team they had at the Olympics. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure they'll be uh, rebuilding and, and putting another team together that'll be be strong come July and, and September uh, for those two pinnacle events. Six months out now from uh, the Commonwealth Games, um, is it? Are you in a position to say really how you feel about how you're tracking? We're tr- Honestly, mate, we're, we're, we're training really well. 
Um, we've came back in amazing spirits from Christmas. The, the disappointment of tournaments hasn't rocked us around how we're preparing. It's just going to be if we can get live rugby. You know, everybody knows that. You know, there's a reason why you get good at playing rugby is by playing rugby. So, so that's going to be our challenge. Um, I think it's the strongest squad we've had depth-wise. So, if everybody's fit and available, and we do get live rugby, then I'm really confident we can, you know, can have a real challenge again and um, and really have a really good crack in Birmingham. And then, you know, to short turn around to World Cup, that's a bit different again. So, you know, you have to dust yourself off quickly and and go to the World Cup. So, it's exciting challenges. We're, you know, we've got some new staff, we've got some new players. There's a real energy around the environment at the minute. Um, you know, both the men's and women's seem seem in a really good space considering it's, you know, it's six months post-Olympics and then, you know, with everything going on, not travelling, you know, we're really, you know, we're really confident we're still preparing well. Well, Clark, it's been fantastic to talk to you, mate. Um, honestly, uh, good to know that uh, you feel, even without the competition, you'd be wanting to have. Uh, you feel as if things uh, are coming together quite nicely. That's very encouraging news. Uh, enjoy Wellington, and uh, let's hope you get out of it what you need to, uh, and the preparation continues to go smoothly. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's uh, Clark Laidlaw, folks, uh, uh, coach of our All Black Sevens team, of course. So much expectation on them, um, but very hard for them to achieve much because uh, they can't get to the tournaments that everyone else around the world is uh, playing at for the moment.